a podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave's X Media. Welcome to the restricted section in which I am breaking up with Harry Potter and it is the most underwhelming breakup of my life, including all of those first Tinder dates. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, Chapter 22, After the Burial, in which Harry Potter takes Felix Felicis and finally gets the mysterious memory from Slughorn. I'm your host, Christina. And with me today is my friend, Jason. Say hello to the listeners, Jason. Hi. Perfect. Crushed it. Nailed it. Thank and you. also with us is our friend, Taylor. Say hello to the listeners, Taylor. Hi, I can't follow that up. That was such a perfect hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well known for my hello skills. Y'all know Jason. Y'all know Taylor. They've both been on a lot of episodes. Although, have y'all ever recorded anything together um uh, yes i mean percy jackson an Otega, yeah an otag episode oh really why oh when you the when you only were the episode host. i was on <laughs> when we when we made him come talk about the movie and how oh my god I utterly awful it is that's so funny okay that's so funny i want to go re-listen to that episode i forgot that happened don't don't okay all right. We advise you. Then. We advise you. Don't make yourself relive that movie, even if through an audio form. <laughs> but the worst movies can make the best podcast episodes. Despite that, if you love Jason as much as I do, you Aww. can hear his dulcet tones this Saturday on our December bonus episode for patrons about Die Hard. Ooh. So, if you think that we said everything we were going to say in that median, uh, median crew, oh God. Oh, median so crew, ooh. <laughs> everything is we running a, together. We got a new podcast. I have been a thousand podcasts on a thousand companies and I no longer know who I am. <laughs> this episode was, uh, it was a very fun episode, so please, but. This is true. It was all, it was all just about how much we love Die Hard. <laughs> Again. I think, spoiler alert, our one critique of everything, the only bad thing we had to say was uh, Alan Rickman's accent, and I think even then Haley had a good defense for it. <laughs> and uh, and you just give us five bucks, and you'll find out that defense. Yeah, you got to train your friends to plug your shit for you. That's the <laughs> trick. So, friends, Taylor's been on the show. Taylor's been on this season. Taylor, you were on Chapter Seven, The Slug Club. You are on this one. Oh, and that's something else. Okay, so this is your second time coming on for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. And it's another Slughorn episode. Yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, purposely set out to be a part of the Slug Club for the second time. But, you know. <laughs> You're in the club. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> I like to imagine I would have been picked out for the Slug Club. But then. I think you would have. I feel like I would have like eventually given up just out of annoyance just knowing my personality but hmm i think it depends on if you made friends there that was true like like you know people who also didn't want to be there 
<laughs> exactly. You don't want to meet the people who are honored to be there. Exactly like at work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, you need to find the ones that you can complain with. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about being a teacher is you can complain with anybody. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, I do think you might have been a bit of a Lily Evans because you're just very smart and interesting, you know? <laughs> what? Uh, I. This is not the first time you've described me as interesting on the show, and it makes me laugh every time. By interesting, I mean sometimes you tell us a story from your past, and everyone in the room is like, oh, Taylor. And I'm laughing the whole time. And everybody's like, why are you laughing? And it's like, because that's how trauma's processed. Oh my god, I felt that way on last week's Burn Before Reading. We were talking about some of my trauma from high school about like an abusive relationship that I was in, and I... I found it to be very funny. And then I was like, am I a bad person for laughing? And then I was like, no, this belongs to me. No, I'm exactly. allowed to laugh. <laughs> no, if you're not laughing, you're crying. And who wants to cry about yeah. stuff in the past? We don't have enough time to cry on the show. And it's really hard to edit. It gets really squeaky. <laughs> Taylor, how the hell have you been lately since whenever that was? Oh, I pulled it up so I could tell you. Uh, since that was August. I was going to say, it feels like summer at some point. Yeah, I think was it, it was before. Summer? I think we recorded it before the beach. Oh wow. yeah, it, it literally does say August second. We recorded it like three, and then I probably was like, "See you at the beach in three days." Yeah, I I, I imagine that's how it went. So, I mean, <laughs> since I was on, um, you know, I went back to work. We're all oh. crying because education yeah. is a shit show. Mm. Um, we're trying to possibly buy a house, which is also a shit show. Oof. Yeah, and, babe, uh, buying a house is really hard, and I'm here for you. If you want to talk about it, because the exact same thing that happened to you happened to me where someone swooped in on a dream house with a cash offer. And it's like, poor little, poor little 20 something year old just trying to figure it out with the crumbs we have. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's rough. And it's like to get into a good school school district around here because we're not sure if we want to have kids. So we want to be like safe. Oh, it's a whole thing. So yeah, that whole, that whole deal. Yeah, I mean, my next door neighbor has a couple, two kids, um, you know, two like a toddler and an infant, and I'm just waiting for them to move out to the counties because you got to make a choice. Yeah. Do you want your kids to go to good education or do you want to stay in the city? Those are your two choices. Yeah. So the nice thing about here is because we don't have county systems. We have like districts. Uh -huh. So they're like individual towns basically have their own school systems rather mm -hmm. than the full county. So you're able to get cool. a little closer to the city without, well, without being in Pittsburgh public. So it's cool. Yeah. But, you know, beyond those two things, we're just, we're just chilling. We're just, is, is that, is that show Abbott Elementary set in Pittsburgh or is that it's set in Philly? Philly. Okay. It's in I, Philly. As someone who doesn't live in Pennsylvania, I do constantly conflate the two. Although I do understand that there is a big difference. Yeah, they yes. they are in fact very very different places. Yeah, but from Virginia, it's like eh, I don't you know. Yeah, uh, is it the one with the bell or the one without the bell? <laughs> it's the one with the bell. In Where Abbott did the kids go to? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, Abbott. Yeah, because she based it on her her actual teacher, mm. and yeah. she's from the Philly area. Oh, that's so cool. Huh. Yeah, so that's why it's set in Philly. Yeah, we don't have anything that cool going on right now. We can always hold Mr. Rogers dear to our heart, but that's <laughs> about all we have. Um, Fun random fact, my little brother Ryan, who has been on the show before, but literally in 2020 or so, 
Um, he wrote the theme music. He just got back from three weeks in Taiwan, um, visiting his girlfriend's family. Her family lives in Taiwan. Um, also, her cat lives in Taiwan. <laughs> the cat, the cat was a big part of the visit. Everything's but, in um, Taiwan. He told me that in some random gift shop, he saw was it like a Christmas ornament or maybe like a magnet of the American Liberty Bell. Which is very funny because it's one of our least impressive things to look at, truly. If you're standing next to it, you almost could not be standing next to it. It's just a bell. It's just a bell. Just I a bell. live in Pennsylvania and used to go to Philly pretty regularly because most of my siblings are adopted from there. Mm -hmm. And I have never once seen the Liberty Bell in my life. It just is like so unimportant. Like if you're going to just like, first of all, if you're in Taiwan... <laughs> Why is this the choice you're making? And if you're going to be like, oh, let's get something American in here. Statue of Liberty. Uh, I almost said Eiffel Tower. What's the other one? <laughs> Empire State Building. <laughs> uh, uh, the Gateway Arch. Needle. Oh, the Gateway Arch. Ugh. Mount Rushmore. Mount, no. Mount Hushmore. Mount Shushless. <laughs> I... Uh dabbed i forgot this is a audio you when you do something you have to say it you got to be like dab yeah it's been a while since i've seen a dab i do it pretty regularly um my students hate it and so i can because it's doing... not cool anymore right i yeah Super so i not. continue doing it because i think it's hilarious because <laughs> it makes them mad <laughs> yeah ju just like i'm never gonna stop saying dope and hella we were actually talking about this in the group chat was it yesterday jason uh i can't keep up with the group chat 100 percent of the time Oh, Jason, it's okay. You can barely I, keep up when I text you individually. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why was the group chat? I think, oh, wait. Mar Mary Clay was doing something young. <laughs> what? Mary Clay was doing something young. She was doing something young, and we got into a fight because she thought I was calling her grandma. Oh. Oh, um, okay. Because she was talking about is blank, blank, blank in the room with us. You know that turn of phrase? Uh, oh. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Is it in the room with us? Um, and then she's like, for those who don't know, this is a brand new slang term. And Andrew was like, no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, and then I said, you can pry, pry dope and hella out of my cold dead fingers. I'm so sad I missed all of this. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really. It's pretty, far, use, it's probably used, pretty far back now. I used a gif of both. The Empress from Anastasia and Grandmother Willow to try to convey how old I was feeling. <laughs> I'm looking. I'm young oh, enough at this point where my <laughs> students don't make fun of me for being old because they have to acknowledge the fact that I'm also Gen Z. Uh, and so since I'm in that. the same generation of them, they, they just they have not gotten to that point yet. Is it true that the next generation is called Generation Alpha? Yes. Okay, did we really so. get to the end of the alphabet, or did we start at the end of the alphabet? I'm so confused. Well, we skip uh, around the alphabet. Well, is the silent yeah, generation... Lo the lost generation, silent generation, baby boomers, X, Y, Z. Because y'all are technically Y. Oh, Y2K. Yeah, because you get... <gasps> millennials are actually technically Generation Y. <gasps> Oh my god, that changes my whole identity. <laughs> god, now I have another identity. Now I have to this is it. a classic bisexual pansexual situation where I'm like, which one of you has a prettier flag? <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll decide if I'm Gen Y or Millennial. <laughs> as I believe them to be the same. 
Um. Anyway, Harry Potter. I guess. Well, this is a cool chapter. So, so let's. So before we started recording, I said that this is possibly the best chapter in the book. So before we get started, I don't know if I actually think that or if I just like this one. But what do you guys think? Like, was this a fun chapter? The Felix Felicis chapter. Oh, I enjoy it. I was just, it's sad. So I was surprised you liked it so much because you don't tend to like sad things. Oh, but it's sad like, are you talking about Aragog dying? Because I don't really care about him. Well, no, it's just more like. You mean the Lily stuff at the end? Well, is like Well, really that hard. in Hagrid is so sad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I, I mean. I it's like kind of funny. Oh, yeah. It's only funny because it's a spider. <laughs> if it was like something cuter, if it w- we'd probably. Imagine if it was worse. Fang. Yeah, exactly. N- for sure. I, I I think that... I'm actually kind of surprised that J.K. Rowling didn't kill Fang for some reason. You're right about that. That's well, fair. <laughs> kill the familiar because you're not, you're not courageous enough to kill the actual character. But um, you're right. That is a good point. And I, I definitely feel like this chapter, more so than other chapters, my opinion of it is flavored by the movie, which I do think has a distinctly upbeat and funny tone the whole time. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. I was kind of thinking of the movie scene the whole time I was yeah, reading Danny, it. Yeah, Danny's like on drugs in this scene, and it's really fun. I just thought it was funny because in the movie, he's just like, I'm going to go to Hagrid's. Like, randomly. Yeah. He does, like, there's no uh, tear-stained note oh, about yeah. Aragog's funeral. It is like really that. random. So he's just like, I haven't seen Hagrid in a while. I'm going to go. And then the Aragog just happens to be dead and when yeah. he shows up. You're right about that. <laughs> Don't have time. No that's time. A, that's a Deus ex, Deus Felix, Felix. Oh, a, a media crew night network. Oh God, <laughs> these are these are nonsense words. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever seen the movie once, so I. Oh yeah. So few things are colored by the movie in my head beyond just like what the characters look like. So mm. I have the issue where, which is. Very funny, considering how much I read. I'm almost to, I think, book 135 for the year or something like that. Hell yeah. Well done. But I can't visualize things very well. I've been told it's part of the ADHD thing. Some some people can either visualize really well, other people can't, like, at all. Yeah, I kind of have the same problem. Yeah, so, like, God bless the movies for the fact that I can visualize these books at least a little. Oh, Mm -hmm. interesting. Okay. So for me, I am a visualizer and I, I was able to spend time with definitely a lot, a lot of time with the first three books and then like, you know, a little bit of time with books four and five. So like I spent a lot of time with those first books without the movies, but these books, it will, it, there was like a lot less time between mm. the book and the movie. Yeah, I see what you mean. And so I think my opinion is like more colored by that. It gets a little me- like the whole Harry Potter thing gets a little messy near the end in terms of like when the movies and the books were coming out because it was yeah. such a phenomenon. And because of that, a fucking clusterfuck. It's like, get it out. Get it out. And that's why editing went bye bye. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to make you guys admire my I'm listeners. I'm teaching myself to crochet right now and I'm going to make you guys admire every row I do. So here's yes. the first row. Beautiful. Pretty good, right? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. So now I, I have to. Now I have to turn it, turn it, and that's the hard part, is turning it. Hmm. You know who who would appreciate the fact that you're crocheting? Aragog. Aragog. Oh. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, the trio gets a message one day from Hagrid saying that Aragog has died and inviting them down for his burial. They're not allowed out late and the stakes are high, but Hagrid can't face it alone. So he needs to lean on his dear friends and equals these three children. <laughs> so my favorite part of this isn't even that. It's the fact that this girl comes with the note and Ron's first reaction is, is it Lavender? Before oh, yeah. we even get the note, and I oh, think yeah. that's hilarious. You just gotta, you just gotta dump the girl. Ugh. Okay, so I was, uh, I, I might have cheated in the reading a little bit. So at this point, what is Ron and Lavender's relationship? Oh yeah, so this is after he's been in the hospital wing when he got cursed, and this is when mm. that's when in the movies he says like Hermione in his sleep or whatever, and then he wakes up and he's like magically broken up with Lavender, but in the books. He's in the hospital wing. He's he's kind of fine. Lavender keeps trying to go visit him. He keeps pretending to be asleep. <clears throat> Lavender <laughs> keeps talking to Harry, being like, what's up with Ron? And then when Ron gets out of the hospital wing, nobody tells Lavender. He's like with Hermione. She's like, what are you doing with her? Why didn't you fucking tell me you're getting out of the hospital wing? And then he's just been avoiding her since then. Okay, so they're in a... Very awkward, like, they're... They're kind, together. Kind of together, not together situation. They're literally together. He has ended nothing. Oh, okay, because... Well, well, I mean, I expect nothing less of Ron. But that's funny. Okay, that get, that's a little funnier, though. I thought, really it was, I thought it was up. more like they were broken up, and he just doesn't want, like, an awkward interaction, but it's like, no, we're still together, and I'm scared of my girlfriend. He and that's why I think it's funny. It's very no, funny, it, but it's horrible for Lavender, funny for Ron. Yeah. <laughs> funny for us, too. Yeah, f funny for pretty much everybody who isn't Ron or Lavender in this situation. Yeah, it's true. I'm laughing. So Harry feels like this is the perfect time to try out his new thing. Well, Harry, I mean, it's actually Ron who has the brain blast. <laughs> that he, which is good for him. Brain, he's up to his one brain blast. He gets one book quota. Yeah. Um, Harry should take the Felix Felicis to try to get the memory out of Slughorn. Um, and Harry, meanwhile, has been dreaming of using it to get Ginny to break up with Dean and Ron to bless their union, which is, I understand that this is a daydream, but like horrible use of Felix Felicis. What a 16 year old boy. <laughs> ah, that's so strange to me. Do you think he's more scared of approaching Ginny or more scared of Ron? Because you know who he's not scared of at all is fucking Dean. <laughs> he's not scared of Dean. No. I mean, uh, dating your friend's sister or like having a crush on your friend's sister. That is just a territory I've never been in before. I feel like Ron, because like he was already starting to talk to Ginny more. Yeah. So I, I Ron gets all defensive, though. Yeah, I think I think Ron would be is the is the more detractor scared. here because it's like. Do you lose your best friend over this crush? Is it more than a crush? Yeah, yeah it's a really hard pickle. Is she the chosen one? <laughs> I've brought my brother a girlfriend or two just from like knowing people that I thought would be good for him or whatever. But I think the power dynamic is different because I'm older and I'm the girl. He's like, and I'm really loud and annoying. So he's like <laughs> never had the opportunity. Equals, I think for this context, assertive. So he's never had the opportunity, nor desire, I'm sure, to be, like, even remotely protective of me. 
Yeah. Whereas I think I think with Ron, protecting Ginny in terms of power in his family is like all he's got. That's all he's got. Oh, true, because he's like the second youngest sibling, right? Yeah. So that's all he's, he's at the bottom of the totem pole, except for Ginny. But I mean, I think he. I think we all know that he is also below Ginny on that totem yeah. pole. Yeah, yeah that's Ginny what I was going to say. Take care of herself. Ginny could snap Ron in half. Let's be honest. With a look, and she should over her knee. Kapow. Well, especially because in the books he's so tall and lanky. <laughs> he's even skinnier than Rupert Grint was. <laughs> Which is saying something because uh, he, was, he was a pretty skinny boy, but he—I think Rupert Grant is more stocky. Both Daniel and Rupert seem so stocky to me. Like it was so all the strange same. to see them like get into their adult bodies like near the end of the the movie series. Like mm, that's Ron, true. Ron definitely kind of like okay, let's do it. Buff, padded, and buffed up a Ow. little bit. Maybe it was Pause. the sweaters. And like while we're talking about it, <laughs> while we're talking about it, I mean. <laughs> Matt Lewis, Dan- Neville mm. Longbottom. I mean, he just became insanely hot for that last movie. Rupert Grant is 5'8". Daniel Radcliffe is 5'5". Five five. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Daniel Radcliffe and I are the same height. And Aww. let me see. I think Emma might be 5'4". And Watson is 5'5 five five also. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they're all relatively short. Well, Emma Watson is average height for a woman. Yeah, I think Rupert isn't five eight kind of normal for a guy. I think or? it's five nine or five ten. Yeah, five ten is like the average, something like that. What? Yeah. What is the average height for this is great. a man in America? Five nine. You're right. But you have to look up for the UK. Oh fuck! <laughs> I forgot that I, I, I. Wait, you mean everything isn't America? Yeah. Ooh, five ten, five ten. Oh my oh, god! Even worse. <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Okay, uh, really <laughs> okay, so everyone's going to their operation test this afternoon. So Harry's like, I'll try in this like almost empty potions class. I'll try to get the memory from him. And if that doesn't work, then I'll take the Felix Felicities. But not all of it because I'm going to use some of it to bang your sister. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong time to take a sip of beer. <laughs> the priorities. <laughs> Okay, so there are only three people in potions that afternoon. Draco Malfoy, Ernie McMillan, and Harry fucking Potter, right? Which yeah. is so funny Um, because, okay, listen, listen. The, especially the way that these three men are, these boys, Ernie McMillan, Draco Malfoy, and Harry, I want to see them for, I want to see this trio forced to have a conversation. With Slughorn. With Slughorn, I, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The combo... Like at least Huge if it was opportunity. at least if it was Snape, it would have just probably been like dead silent dead with silent. the yeah. acceptance of Snape making a snide remark here. Some and there. mild physical abuse or something like that. Just, just, just a little bit. But like honestly, like Dr- Draco Malfoy, Ernie McMillan, and Slughorn are very similar. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And Harry is like less similar, but I think I think it's just like a very funny dynamic. Like they're all pompous. They're oh, all, yeah. like, self-important. Oh, yeah. I can, yeah, I can see what you mean. Ernie McMillan is literally going to grow up to be Slughorn. I'm not joking. That's literally his destiny. I want the fanfic. Please send it to whatever email you want to choose to send it to. I might not get it if you send it to a <laughs> random one, but do it. See what happens. Well, and Slughorn, like, imagining him as a young Slytherin Ernie McMillan. I wish that there had been... A good Slytherin, like a, a a good character who was a Slytherin in in our time, uh, a bit yes. of a young Slughorn. 
It does make it rough for those of us who are uh, who are uh, Slytherins in the real world. Yeah, because it's like They're you evil. say you say you're Slytherin, and then you immediately are like, "Um, go to the dungeons, you evil villain." <laughs> Honestly, I would thrive in the dungeons. I don't think I've ever mentioned this. <laughs> I get hot so easily. I hate being warm with my entire passion. Wow, we're so so different. It's so cool how we can still be friends even though we're so different from each other. And so, like, for me, being in the dungeons would probably be the actual perfect thing for my body. (laughs) Okay, guys, I'm going to turn the crochet. I'm going to turn it. And all I need is... I need to think about it just for one second while I'm doing it. Because otherwise... It's like getting started is the hardest part. Okay. Did I do this right? Well, you have to do two to know if you did it right. Because just one can look good because it's not compared to anything. Listeners, is this like so fascinating? I'm, I'm, I'm riveted. You know I will. I leave everything in. Okay. I think I got it down now. I think I, I, think, I, think I got my rhythm. Not going to lie. I was reading my beer can, so I is there anything, out. Is it a local beer? Is there anything cool? It is. It's called Hitchhiker Brewing Company. Uh, Ooh, the beer, cool. the beer is called Party and Bedrock. It's modeled after Fruity Pebbles cereal. Ooh, oh, it's neat. a smoothie sour with strawberry, raspberry, and marshmallow. Uh, it's one yeah. of the few oh. things with strawberry I can drink simply because the distillery, like, gets the rid of the things I'm allergic to. So, do you like strawberry flavor? Uh, I like that it's mixed with raspberry and mar- marshmallow. That's yeah. the kind of beer that you would use. Like, you know how they banned, se- the, at least in Virginia, the sale of cigarettes that appealed to children? They, they <laughs> haven't. The, the country. This, okay, th- that's the kind of beer that a kid would be like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Uber yeah, sour. I highly recommend the brewery scene in Pittsburgh if anybody is up here. Taylor, I haven't talked to you about this yet, but I'm actually thinking about coming to visit for a couple days in May or June, I think. Well, okay. probably June after school's done. Uh, that works. I should have a house at that point. Woo! Yeah, because I'm going to go visit my friend Adrian in Columbus and then, like, drive back. Yeah, just let me know. I will take you to all the breweries. We think, yeah. I think we have a 30... brewery tour. I think we have 35 breweries. Okay, um, I think we can do them all. <laughs> All right, maybe at least like three though. But shout out to our our patron friend Jay, oh, who yeah. also lives in Wait, this area. Let's get drinks with Jay when I would come through in June. Jay, this is a test. Jay, we're we're coming down. Are you listening? You remember, you remember when I used to do tests for all of oh my, my god until I came to terms with the fact that most of them don't listen to the podcast. What are you talking about? Uh, what are you talking about? And then Charlie and I started doing it on our show oh, for towards me. you. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I hope there hasn't been one recently because I am behind on podcasts. <laughs> okay, my crochet is looking really good, guys. So where are we? Slughorn tells them to brew him something amusing. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what the nuts. fuck? Can you just give us a free period? I would make maybe like booze. <laughs> Slughorn would love that. So as somebody who teaches actual fucking teenagers, you have to spell out to these children exactly what you want or they will combust. Exactly. You must 
We give them fucking sentence starters nowadays because they will not be able to function. No, I have to give them direction to like pose for photos in a crowded gym with everyone talking and they just cannot follow direction. Whoa, yeah. Um who oh Anna was telling me about um <laughs> my friend Anna works at a Richmond City school and she was telling me about how they were in line for like testing or something and Oh, no, they're in line going through the metal detectors, which is a yeah. new addition. <laughs> and and like these kids like wouldn't just like move up when the line moved up like they just wouldn't do it. And there was this little kid that she didn't even know. And by little, I mean like 12 because it's a middle school. And she was like, hey, do you mind just moving up? And he I think he the first time he like glared at her. But then like five minutes later, she was like, hey, can you move up? Lines moved up. And he just turned around and growled at her. And she was like, <laughs> I'm on your team. I'm trying to get you through this line, man. Yeah, they just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Children are terrifying. They're on their own little world and you're trying to, like, make them go through a line. <laughs> like, it's impossible. Yeah, I gave my kids, like, this this project this year. I teach economics, which is different from the last time I was on the show. Oh, yeah. I keep, I keep popping around topics. Good for you. Most people don't like doing that in teaching because then you build up your stuff and, you know, you don't have to do as much every year. I get bored if I don't teach a different thing. So Mm-mm. it's a whole thing. So I teach economics um, and I I had them do a project this year that was like build a business plan. They could have done any fucking thing in the world. They could have done they could have copied the business model of fucking Wendy's and I would have just given them credit mm-hmm. for it. And I I have 100 kids in my class. I think I have 25 kids who have still not done this project. Damn. Yikes. I remember doing that project. And it's, it's like, yeah, if you don't spell out exactly what you want a 16-year-old to do, it is not getting done. Now give them magical ingredients. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's really funny because I was in like um, a couple like IB history classes in high school. And even I think even those have like even more specified outlines because for a second I was like, oh, this is a new class. Maybe it's like an AP IB class. But like, no, like the guidelines get so much more specific. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. That's, That's why I don't teach the AP courses. Yeah. No, that's why I stopped taking the AP courses. Too hard. Not trying to work for the government. Nope. I feel bad for teachers everywhere. (laughs) That's the moral of the story. Well, I fed my best friend, Anna. I fed her two of her three meals today. So I'm doing what I can. I'm doing my part. And I watched her dog. So that's nice for me. Working from home with Cosita is quite nice. It makes me want a dog, but only during the daytime and only when they're mostly sleeping. Being a dog like aunt and uncle is like the best. The best. She loves me. She feels safe in my home. You know. I only have to walk her like a few times, not like all the time. I have a fenced-in backyard, so I don't walk my dog nieces and nephews. They go in the backyard. Yeah, yeah. we have a we have a, a a big enough backyard that Jenny just goes out. Yeah, we're we're out there with her. I, I would like to stay. We don't just leave her out there because I do. I mean, you know, for a while for the elements, her, she needs to get her runs out, man. She's crazy. She's a bit funny on a leash, you know? Yeah, Jenny, <laughs> she can do it, but very rarely well. Okay, where where are we? I'm like I'm loving We're still our in potions. No, I'm, re- I'm really loving this. Okay, so <laughs> I am, though. 
brew something amusing. I said I would make booze. Taylor, what would you make? Let's say that like it, you you just can find any potion recipe. Uh, I would like. I know it's like a tickling charm, but I would find a way to do it with potion. Just, oh, nice! Because then you just put it in their drink, and they just have no fucking clue why they feel this way. And Ooh, I think and that's funny. In um, in the first Fantastic Beast movie, there they drink giggle water, and he's drinking huh. it, and he's like. <laughs> And I wonder if it's like actually tickle potion. Mm. <laughs> if they can make a potion out of those like jelly beans that they eat in Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, where it like shit. makes you do Je- animal noises. Jelly bean. Oh yeah. Ooh, that's cool. That those are both very amusing. Cause otherwise I'm like, I, I don't know what the restrictions of like potion making are. Like what can you what is like totally impossible to do with potions? Yeah, so I literally would probably like I understand that we're working with the ingredients they have. They probably don't have like food and stuff. So maybe I would like run up to the kitchen, get a couple apples and then perform some magic to make like a hard cider or something or some grapes, make a wine. No, go for the extreme. <laughs> go for like an apple pie. Just make it appear out of nowhere. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> is that a potion? Oh my god, is it a potion? <laughs> is it a potion if it's turned into Soup, a pie? Wait. Salad, sandwich or potion? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get a good look at Malfoy because guess what? Harry is staring at him not subtly. <laughs> it literally says... Stop thinking looking, about him, Harry. He's looking over the top of his book at Malfoy. There's four people in this room. It is not... It's like one of the first sentences of the chapter is like, stop thinking about Malfoy, Harry. This like, is, I can't. Okay. I, I don't like to give the author of this book series any queer headcanons. Because you have to write them down or you don't get to claim them. And I wrote that in my book, Indie Book Publishing from Start to Finish. There's literally a note in there that's like, you cannot fake a book if you're trying to make it gay. Make it gay. Don't be a coward. Make it gay. (laughs) And so I don't like to give her the Dumbledore's gay. I I don't love, you know, people are totally welcome to talk about like any headcanons they have of, of like people being queer or trans or whatever on my podcast. But for me, I'm like, well... It ultimately comes down to the source material. It's not there. I cannot read Harry Potter in this specific book. I've been joking about it this whole time, but this specific book is to me so gay. Like the energy is, I think, almost undeniably gay. It's like. See, whereas I, I think it's purely bisexual energy because we do get the sexual tension towards Ginny, too. Well, okay, yes. Yeah, it's like a confused bisexual where he's like, why am I obsessed with this <laughs> one boy over and over? I definitely meant gay for Draco. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just saying I feel like it, it is like the epitome of the queer experience in high school <laughs> being like, shit, am I allowed to like the same gender as me? What the fuck? And then... uh <laughs> It's like, who do you go for? The girl you love or the boy you hate? God, they're both so sexy. <laughs> I've definitely read that book before. Okay, so Harry makes a euphoria potion. Oh, no, while we're looking at Malfoy, we notice he looks bad, okay? Because not only are we in love with him, we're worried about him. He looks bad. He's, he's What's not going getting on, enough honey? sun. What's going on? Malfoy, I'm worried about you. I don't think you're eating enough. <laughs> so Harry makes a euphoria potion. Um... 
but Slughorn won't taste it, and he literally runs out of the classroom before Harry Corner. Okay, I have a question about that Euphoria potion. Like, what is? Okay, okay, it's Molly. It's Molly. It must be. It's just Molly. It's like what else could it be? Like how? Because like I think Euphoria, and I'm going to like. I guess I'm going into like a dirty place in my mind, and I'm like, I don't want to give that to my teacher. Um, I get that. Like, like ultimate ecstasy. <laughs> I don't want to see him like experience that in front of me. Oh, uh, that's probably why he didn't taste it. It would make him be like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like the person <laughs> in the massage that can't stop moaning. Wait, I was reading something today and it was like somebody like, mo- oh, oh, never mind. It's a wild link book that I'm in the middle of editing. Cannot say it actually. Fantastic. Cannot say it on the podcast. I I will say I will nip as a teacher. If a kid hands to me something that is not sealed, I will not eat or drink it. No. Yeah, totally. I guess I guess he bore witness to them making it, but even then they made it. What if it's really gross? Yep. Nope. I no. It's got a hint of peppermint. It. It's it's lovely. <laughs> I love that Snape put it. I mean, spoilers that Snape is the Half Blood Prince, but like I love that he put that little detail in there. Yeah, it is really cute. Maybe he used to have... Uh, wait, did it say it was to counteract the nausea or the bitterness? What was it? Uh, Something like that, yeah. yeah. He was like, oh, it's not usually done like that, but it's a nice little... Nice little touch. Essence I'm of not- insanity-wise. I, I, Essence I, of insanity? Is that what you just said? I just... I, yeah, I just saw that is in the that book. Is that in this I'm chapter? Like, yes. Essence of insanity? <laughs> what uh, is Suggested that? Ron as Harry swung his cloak over his shoulders. I must be jumping ahead a little. Oh, he's got the invisibility cloak and everything right there. Okay, okay. I was like, what the fuck is that an ingredient? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I ear read it, so I cannot tell you exactly yeah, I, what it Yeah, I ear read it too. I don't read these with my eyeballs anymore. Can't do it. Too busy reading other books. <laughs> Ron and Hermione come back late in the afternoon from their apparition test. Hermione passed. Guess what? Ron failed. But mm-hmm. it's, it's like. I think it's kind of sweet because Harry's like, how to go? And Hermione like leans in all quiet and is like, Ron failed. And it reminds me of Haley fucking was talking about this on the episode where Sirius Black died about how when, when you had bad news, like a, a, a good solid you can do for a friend who had bad news is just like tell people so they don't have to. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is a small moment of that. Way bigger, a way bigger version is when your dad slash godfather dies. But Hermione's like, it was real. It was actually really close. <laughs> like he so almost got it. Uh, just like, got got out with only a half an eyebrow, gone, which is kind of funny. So Jason, you, I assume you're legally allowed to drive the car. I've seen you drive, right? You have a driver's license. Uh, uh, uh no. Why would you assume that? <laughs> So did you like get your like learner's permit or test or, or driver's license test on the first try or did you have to no. try a couple times? Oh, oh God. Yeah, I took my, oh, you know what? I failed my learner's permit test for a really bullshit reason. Like the first time. What? The second what time. I, um, well, it was just a very weird question. And it was in the section of the, the Virginia learner's permit test where you can't miss one question. Like you have huh. to get them all right. And um, it, it was a weird question where it was just a blank sign and it said, what does this mean? And it was a like a, a yellow diamond. And at the time I was like, there's nothing on it. So 
I, I, I think it might have been multiple choice or something like that. But yeah, I, I, I didn't know what it meant. And apparently the answer was just caution. Like it's just a general caution Alert. sign because it's yellow and it's a diamond. But yeah, that was the reason I failed my first one. Yeah, that sucks. Silence can get you in trouble. Sean and I learned that playing Baldur's Gate. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry didn't get the memory earlier. So it's time to hang out with our friend Felix. And it's actually funny because, oh, we were saying Euphoria Potion was Molly. What Felix Felicis? I feel like Felix Felicis is when you've had like just the right amount of alcohol. <laughs> See, that's what I yeah. was thinking. I was like, he's so sure with his actions, mm-hmm. and also like has three no- cocktail, like three margaritas for me like, is like this. Yeah, it's like all of a sudden he's just like, you know what? I can do parkour. I'm just gonna tackle that wall. Really quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see you try, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Pot cool. Yeah. So three margaritas deep. Or maybe like the first time, like the first time you really gelled with like marijuana or something like that, because the first time you do it, you're just like, oh, all that, all that stuff I was thinking about is gone now. Hmm. Well, I feel like for me, in my I'm Cannabis so journey. In my like 18 years of smoking weed. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm getting so old. I think in my lifetime of smoking weed, weed has never, ever maybe m- made me like more sure of myself. That's like not a thing that I feel with weed. Uh, It kind of like, for me personally, like it just brings down a lot of barriers. And then I'm like, I, I just like stop thinking bad thoughts about myself and then i'm just like oh i love I'm that not, i'm not yeah I'm not, I'm not that much of a garbage person I'm, I'm actually okay i can i can write a john williams style star wars theme in <laughs> under 20 days i think that that's like an essential difference between our characters because i start out quite confident and you start out more unsure so you bring it down if we both bring it down mm-hmm you know you what gotta, I mean? Yeah, you gotta. Well, I yeah, my theory, my philosophy is always just like start low, start your expectations low, and you can only go higher from there. You know, that makes sense. See, yeah. I'm directly in between both of you in that. Uh, <laughs> You're a realist. I just fall asleep. <laughs> just I am, do nothing. That's, that's, <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> like my the universe my wedding, just happens to me. My wedding planner was like, "I'm gonna microdose you on your wedding day," and I was like, "Don't," because I will fall asleep. I you're a th- fall asleep on shrooms or is are they talking about shrooms? No weed. He, oh. He's going to bring an edible. OK, I mean that, you know, actually, I don't, yeah, I don't like that language, although I guess yeah. it's like a dose. It is technically microdosing. Actually, yeah. And when I picture the Felix Felix uh, high, I picture kind of like the, yeah. the edible high. Yeah. Ooh, so actually, I ha- wait. Ooh. OK, let me tell you, because I actually haven't even told Alex this. Alex, this is a test, bitch. <laughs> You better hope someone tags you in the Discord. But I've never liked edibles in my 18 years smoking weed. (laughs) As I'm elderly, I've never liked edibles. Like, they've always made me feel really slow and stupid. Until, until Alex gave me some of her edibles. Like, like a month ago. And they were so good. And I, I, I was high in a way that made me say... This is different, which is crazy because I've yeah, been high in the that, same way for almost two decades. Did you get that like kind of nice body high where it's it was just- like such a floaty, wonderful feeling? And I ate someone I was mad at Sean, too, and it just completely goes away. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, 
Everything's perfect. I forgot that everything's perfect. Wait, bad thoughts are kind of productive. Alex made some for when we went to the beach. I didn't eat those because I was afraid of them, and now I'm so sad because they were probably really good. Oh, they were delicious, but did they knock me out into a dreamless sleep? Yes, because that's what weed does to me. Well, but that's also exactly right, because you were on vacation. You were on, like, a low-stress vacation. That's the time to get knocked out by edibles. It was was great, because then Joe got to play board games with y'all, and I was out. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, what a pleasant vacation. Anyway... So Felix Felicis, after dinner, Harry's like, I'm only going to have a mouthful because I repeat, I'm going to use the rest to fuck your sister. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think you know this, Ron. <laughs> I'm going to bang your sister going. in a few years. <laughs> um, I know they're children. And I'm going to name it Severus. I'm not trying to sexualize them because they are minors, but just really realistically speaking, when I was this age, that that was a goal of mine. You know what I mean? Like that was something that I was trying to do is like get laid. So, oh, yeah. so Harry takes a small amount of the Felix Felicis and he instantly becomes limitless. Have either of you seen that movie with Bradley Cooper? <laughs> no, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's very silly, um, but I enjoyed it when it came out probably 10 years ago now, just because I'm feeling really old right now. It's probably 10 years. That's fine. Limitless is a movie about like cocaine, but so much better. It's like cocaine. No, that's the I one mean, where you, it's, that, it's like really, really, really good cocaine. Yeah, it's like plays off of the you only use ten percent of your brain. Yes, sort of thing. and cocaine will unlock it. Like that's, it, yeah, I think it's like a little pill or something, so you don't <laughs> have to watch that Bradley the, Cooper doing lines for ninety minutes. But that is the explanation for most of like. 70s movies and music being like a certain way it's mostly because of cocaine oh yeah mm-hmm. and I feel like you can really feel that in the music from that era mm-hmm. and uh so he so he starts like laughing um giggling to himself <laughs> and I liked the, I liked the line where it said Harry left and Ron and Hermione looked even more alarmed <laughs> Okay, wait. Because to be fair, I don't picture Harry ever being like a happy person, <laughs> like a giggler. Um, okay. Except that one part in in the movie. Like, what I want to do is for the rest of this chapter, like shout out anytime Harry's acting like a different drug, because so for me, the giggling like this is very much a shrooms thing, and I've been this person before. That's like like more fucked up than my friends and you're just kind of like giggling and it's very funny and it's like oh you guys don't get it i've never been on shrooms i really want to try like i think you would enjoy them yeah you, I spe- pro- you specifically yeah i i always hear like the the whole thing with um wait what is that brand or what not brand but like that type of mushroom ho- hallucinogen or yeah mushrooms or, or lsd like it's very like mind unlocking and stuff like that i heard it gives you like an interesting perspective for you specifically, I I recommend like a half dose of shrooms because I personally think that shrooms is a lot better, cleaner feeling. I think I think that you specifically would like shrooms better. Mm. And if you do like half as much as like what a dose is, it's like the most pleasant, silly feeling. You know what I mean? Oh, but it's I don't like, like mushrooms. You put them, you grind them up and you put them on pe- crunchy peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That sounds great. Yeah. You don't even notice. Anyway. Shout out when there's a drug happening, because this one, this moment seems like shrooms to me. So Harry Potter's like, I'm going down to Hagrid's. Impulsively, yeah. I, I guess that's a drunk move. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm going to 7-Eleven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's where the party is. I do feel that this is all just really well done in the movie. 
But the thing is that I was listening to the Jim Dale audiobooks, which had to have come out before the movie did. And there was some of like the same cadences on the same lines. And I wonder if like Daniel listened to the audiobooks or if the lines just have this kind of like inherent cadence that invites you to pronounce them a certain way. Oh, that's like unavoidable to say these lines in a certain way. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it's more the second. It definitely uh, might have been the second. Because I, I very much, not just poetry, but like pretty much any book I read, I, I notice I read in like some sort of cadence, depending on what I'm reading, especially dialogue. Mm-hmm. So I'd be very interested to, I'll have to get it on my Kindle long enough, read the that section, because now I am curious. I got this still big ass book from when I got it. I held on to it all these years because of this stupid podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually like, I definitely have my original trilogy, like the first three, because they've been falling apart in a very specific way my whole life. <laughs> but But the rest of the books, like I don't feel like I have my originals. I think that... If I'm remembering correctly, and again, not to make myself feel old, but maybe like 20 years ago. No, I really like Tina, you're having a midlife crisis like (laughs) right now on this on this episode. (laughs) I just keep talking about things that happened so long ago. But I think a really long time ago, I had a lit candle on my bookshelf over my Harry Potter books. And I think it like melted down onto some of them. (laughs) So I think I had to replace a couple of my books because of that. And I feel like the ones with the wax on them are probably still at my fucking mom's house. And one of them definitely has a second of Charles sticker on the back of it. And I'm like, what? That is not where I bought my original. And so he runs into, so Harry, like in his little lucky, 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 luck boy. The lucky, lucky luck boy romp. He's on a romp right now. He's frolicking. He's like, raindrops keep falling on my head. <laughs> yeah, he needs background music for sure. <laughs> Um, but he's a he runs into Slughorn and he's very interested in uh, a giant spider funeral. Wait, wait, wait! Hold oh, on. No, so, no. so many details, so many details you missed. He oh. puts on his invisibility cloak. He oh, leaves right. the yeah. dorm. So Hermione, as a reminder, Hermione can go up in the boys' dorms, but Harry and Ron cannot go in the girls' dorms. Okay. So even okay. if you're operating in a world where the gender binary is real and important, this is still fucked up on sexism grounds. Yeah, those rules <laughs> don't seem to make a lot of sense to me. It's it's classic, like, boys can't help themselves. Oh, mm. I see, I see. You know what I mean? But it's like, you give everyone at your school equal responsibility, obviously. So then Ron and Hermione come down the fucking dorm stairs, but Harry's under his invisibility cloak, so Lavender's there and sees Ron and Hermione coming down from his bedroom together, and I've been Team Lavender this whole time, but this (laughs) is the worst. This is the worst. Lavender is 100% sure that Ron and Hermione were fucking up there. She is 100% sure, and he can't even be bothered to dump her. What does he say in response to her? Does he even talk to her? (laughs) I don't remember. I feel like Harry gets out of there so quickly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Harry just eats himself down the steps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so listen. Lavender and Hermione live in the same room, right? Yeah. <laughs> Have they been fighting in the same room all year? What is happening in that room? I just feel like Hermione just would leave. I, I like, have full faith that Hermione just wouldn't. Wouldn't go to her, like... She has to go to sleep eventually. Oh, no. I mean, like, she if, if Lavender started, she'd just leave. Hmm, Although we do know they have curtains on their beds. 
Yeah. So I could see her just like shutting the curtains and just lumosing the wand and just reading. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in that room, it's Hermione, Lavender, Parvati, Faye Dunbar. <laughs> and Faye Dunbar's friend. <laughs> Faye Dunbar's friend? This is the five. Are you fucking kidding me that we don't learn that we really don't get to spend any time with the other two Gryffindor girls in this year? That's insane. To the point where we don't know one of their names. Faye Dunbar's friend. For anyone who's wondering, Faye Dunbong is still going strong. I did recently break Hannah Bongtana. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> May she rest in peace. But that's why I plugged a bong shop in my last episode, because I had to replace her with a better bong that is yet to be named. But I'm thinking maybe Hailey Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> I made a stranger at a bar laugh with that joke, and that was a really good feeling. <laughs> uh, that's always a good feeling. I was like whispering it to somebody <laughs> and this lady <laughs> laughed and I was like, you like the name of my bong? <laughs> <laughs> Magical. Okay, so then on. Oh, wait. Okay. So Harry's being lucky right now. So is Lavender catching this happening? Lucky by, by proximity. Cause it's time Ooh. for them to like break up. And it does help. It helps Harry. Harry. <laughs> oh, fuck. Hmm. Okay, and then on his way out of the portrait hole, like, Ginny and Dean are on their way in, and Harry bonks Ginny, and Ginny's like, don't fucking touch me, Dean! (laughs) It's so funny. That's honestly my favorite part of this chapter, just, like, on a funny level of just, like, I've been with Joseph for five and a half years now. I don't think I've ever, like, there have been times where I tell him, you know, not to touch me, because, like, I just don't want to be touched by anybody. Sure. But you know that that relationship is at its end in that exact moment because she says it like somebody who she just truly... Ick. Yeah. She, she, like, clearly has the ick with him. Yeah, she's, like... She's, like... Like, anything will set her off. Anything he does could annoy her or something like that, right? Yeah, and I wonder if they were just fighting. I wonder. <laughs> Honestly... Having this book at the same time as I'm starting Burn Before Reading is like very funny perspective on all of this because if I put myself in Ginny's shoes, you know, (laughs) it's like she's being a bitch waiting for Dean Thomas to break up with her because she wants to be able to be the victim in that situation because that's what Mm. I did when I was 16. (laughs) It's that that Weasley strength, that Weasley stubbornness. (laughs) You aren't wrong, though. Like, it really could just be that specific thing, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like no, I'm winning this. It's it's why Ron would never tell Hermione that he liked her, or that he doesn't want to break up with Lavender. Yep. Mm-hmm. Harry's like going outside, and he's like, it's so funny because it's like listening to your friend who's like drunk or like fucked up because it's like, all right, the reader's like, where are we going, Harry? And Harry's like we're going to go on a walk. And we're like, all right, where are we going? And he's like, Hagrid's house. And we're like, okay, cool. And then he's like, but the vegetable gardens are kind of nice. And we're like, you know what, Harry Potter? The vegetable garden does look nice. It's like just something compels him to always do these little impulsive things that he would probably normally never do. He's like drunk high. Like he, he, he's got the combo going. He has like an innate curiosity about the world around him that I associate deeply with being high, <laughs> like a mild interest. It's like, guys, the trees are beautiful right now. Have you ever <laughs> yeah. noticed? Oh my yeah. God, go outside and look at the moon. <laughs> There's so many birds. <laughs> okay, so he, okay, so 
He gets to Slughorn and Sprout are at the greenhouses. And Harry's under his invisibility cloak. He approaches them. Slughorn's getting something from Sprout, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, in the movies, they wrote him stealing. <laughs> so that's a, that is a character choice that changes the character. Because in the book, he literally is just getting them in a way that is like normal and fine. Yeah. Although I do, I guess he does go on to steal the venom, but he does feel like a little sketchy in this episode because he's just always looking at animal parts and being like, "Do you know how much that's worth?" <laughs> yeah, it's true. You're right about He'd that. He probably lose his shit if he found out there was a dead basilisk in the basin. Oh, you're right. Oh yeah, shit! Totally. Wait, that's worth a lot of money. The Weasleys should harness that money. That was just the thought I had today. I was like, they never took that body That's out That's their of insurance claim. That's crazy because Ginny almost died there. And if anyone has a right to the wealth of whatever is in the Chamber of Secrets, Basilisk, Venom, that's Ginny Weasley. Exactly. Wow. Sue mm. the school. Sue mm. the school. <laughs> so Sprout leaves and Slughorn is like walking right toward Harry. And Harry literally like whips off his invisibility cloak very dramatically on purpose. Mm -hmm. It's like, ba ba da ba it's me! Hiya! <laughs> Hi, buddy! <laughs> Hi! It reminds me of when I was, I had just pulled up and parked my car, and I saw my two-year-old neighbor walking with her dad to their car, and I rolled down the window, and I was like, hey, TT, I'm in my car! <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, Slughorn, I'm in my invisibility cloak. <laughs> nice to hear. It's so funny. Oh, my God. I wanted to get, like, rip-roaring drunk for this episode because of how drunk they get in the end. But I'm I'm medium drunk and medium high, and I feel like I just really get Harry in this yeah. moment. This is one of those times where I wish there was, like, a Half-Blood Prince video game where this was a level. Where, like, just everything good happens to you. There's, like... Power-ups, health everywhere. There's a. Did you ever see Dead uh, Deadpool two? There's a character in there where like her superpower is just luck. being lucky. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't I remember. That. I did Domino? see that. Domino. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I saw that, but there are so many superhero movies in the world that I cannot possibly retain them all. There's so many superhero twos. That's for sure. I only have Ant Man. I cannot store anything else. <laughs> Harry tells Slughorn about Aragog. And Slughorn is interested specifically in harvesting Aragog's venom. So Harry's like, come to the funeral. And it's like, this felt right. And it, honestly, like, I'm happy for him because so much of his life, it's like he didn't speak because he could had no idea what to say. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, it, it, he's, the barrier is down a little. It's like it took the the, the trauma, like the, the dead parent trauma just like melted away for a little bit. And he could just be like a regular teenager. Mm -hmm. that's like nice and impulsive and does stupid things like yeah. just, just reveal yourself to your teacher when you're not supposed to it's like, <laughs> just hope it'll work out he's got a good feeling I've got a feeling I mean of all the teachers to do it to that isn't Hagrid yeah it's the Leghorn's one with the one. least risk in my yeah. opinion because Leghorn's <laughs> always kind of like just like mildly obsessed with Harry Potter so well, but he's been running away from Harry lately, and it's funny because, like, you can't run from Harry Potter out here. What, are you going to, like, run back to the school? Like, he can definitely move as quickly as you. <laughs> like, you got to talk to this kid now. He's a very agile boy. So Slughorn goes up to the castle to get some drinks and a fresh tie, which is very cute, I think. <laughs> and probably also, like, <laughs> a vial in which to keep this venom. Harry goes down to Hagrid's. Hagrid is sad. He's telling us some stories. 
Um, he's telling us about how Aragog's family wants to eat him now because Aragog was apparently the only thing keeping them from doing so, which we definitely knew when they tried to eat our heroes. And he went into the forest and had to fight off all of these giant ar- arachnids in order to recover Acromantulas body. Is the, Ac- is thank you. Acromantulas. And he's to recover the body of Aragog from to steal the body from his family and his yeah, people. Yeah, I, I want to know more about how he did that because they just kind of glanced over that. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, so this, I'm going to get, like, weird about this. Get so, weird. C- can you, this would be like if mm-hmm. a Native American person, an indigenous person, went back to a reservation and some, like, white ass American government was like, no, we want your body. Yeah. So we're going to come get your body. Your dead body. It belongs to us now. So it actually did sort of happen. And that's why I bring it up. So Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania is a thing. Jim Thorpe, like the Olympic athlete, never once set foot in this town. But that's where his dead body resides. Whoa. Oh, weird. Uh, it was all over money. Like he, he lived in Pennsylvania. Like he, he, it's not like he like had no ties to Pennsylvania, but he had no ties to Jim Thorpe or what was previously Jim Thorpe. And the deal was if they changed the name of their town to Jim Thorpe, they could have his body for tourism reasons. Whoa. That's really interesting. Mm, but the, that's, that's legit. Such a bleak what sentence. Ma- <laughs> yeah. That's what this whole bit makes me think of is like. Oh, yeah, this person who's not part of this culture now has claim to Aragog's body and aren't letting him. Yeah, he's kind of interrupting like this natural circle of life that happens within this spider community. Yeah. And they don't let them. He doesn't let them do what they're culturally wanting to do with. Or just biologically want to do like it's a source of food. Why not eat it? Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it's interesting because this is another fictional race that J.K. Rowling invented to take advantage of. I mean... <laughs> like, sentient sentient thinking people, because they could talk. Yeah. yeah. That's, like, yeah. they were, they were sen- super sentient. And she wrote them so that, in the end, Hagrid could steal his body from his people. Hmm. <laughs> guess it's almost six years ago and as it goes. It's fucked. I almost feel like I need to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode because it's really fucked up. Oh god, the 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 other fucked up thing was the the where was it? It was like the little house elf line. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Slughorn Slughorn said like he tested all of his liquids <gasps> for poison. Oh my god, that with house elves. Wild. Yeah, I, t- I wrote a giant what next to that villain. <laughs> Literally everything. There's so much colonizer shit in this chapter. That, it's like, like these are just, just disposable yeah. things to them. Wow. He's like, and and Harry's just like, I'm not, I'm just not going to mention that. I'm not going to bring that up to Hermione. That's going <laughs> to cause a thing. It's like when you hear something crazy when you're drunk, you're like, I, I, I'm going to save that for later. <laughs> I, I'm just going to keep that in the vault. <laughs> or yeah. maybe lose it by morning. Yeah, I... If if any listener is uh, interested in the story of Jim Thorpe or other stories like it, I highly recommend the episode of Mobituaries by Mo Rocca, who did oh. uh, a whole bit about it. 
a whole episode about it, and it was very interesting and, like, not something I knew despite growing up an hour from Jim Thorpe. So Hagrid, Harry's at Hagrid's house. Hagrid's a mess. Hagrid's not good. Which, to be fair, you know, pet dying is always, I'm, I'm usually a wreck. But listen, like, it, Fang did not die, though. This is a friend, not a pet. This is, like, a friend. Okay, and, like, obviously you get to grieve your friend, but, like, this is, like, a sentient fucking friend who had autonomy. But he, like, raised him, like, from a, a baby. Hagrid's, like, his adoptive father. And and but he, and he always had like a obviously like a soft spot for Hagrid. He always gave him like special privileges. He to did be around. not eat Hagrid. Which he like, did not eat Hagrid. Which is like kind of the courtesy that we give to our cats, where it's like, look, at least they're not eating us. <laughs> oh, my kitties, uh, cuddle me. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're just trying to get lull you into a sense of security. <laughs> oh God! Imagine cuddling a spider. <laughs> oh, a big one. Mm. Uh, that 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 visual in the movie of the giant spider with the like legs oh, yeah. curled up that always gives yeah me, no, I don't, something I, about a a, spy, a dead spider gives me the heebie-jeebies. I remember when I was a kid. You know how they talk about the spiders like pincers, pincers. Yeah. yeah like, I I remember when I was a kid, like really not being able to visualize that. I guess because I didn't have enough like context yet about mm. fucking like sci-fi fantasy creatures, mm. and I I literally just pictured like. Like comical spiders with like clamps on the end of their. I was like, I don't know what would go there. <laughs> like the Futurama character. Yeah, clamps. <laughs> clamps. <laughs> Patience, clamps. It is my eldest daughter's wedding day. You don't want the space pope to see a clamping now, do you? Slughorn arrives. Hagrid is touched and astonished. Which, frankly, yeah, there. that's that that's uncharacteristic. Hi, new teacher. Who I don't really talk to a whole lot. But he's touched. Like, he's touched. So the funeral can begin. They go look at Aragog. Slughorn very discreetly gets some venom. Thoughts, feelings about this? Uh, does it? Okay, in the movie, I remember him asking permission. Yeah, he does I ask could be in wrong. the movie. But I uh, see, oh I yeah. sort of like that he did it discreetly. And didn't ask. He didn't make a big deal about it. He, he, you know, put on the face. Yeah. I sort of rather how he did it in this. Like, he just, yeah, he took advantage of the situation. But, but it's he's not like, Hagrid's it's, problem. It's not hurting it, anybody. It wasn't hurting anybody. And he, he was there as a support for Hagrid. Like, yeah, I, I gotta give totally. it. And provided drinks. Was it a fake support? Yeah, but it was Hagrid still a support. Care. Hagrid cannot detect fakeness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. I think it's really interesting. We were just talking about how in the books, Slughorn asks Sprout for like certain things. In the movie, he's caught stealing them. But then in the book, he steals the acromantula venom. And in the movie, he asks for it. And that is a very classic for me anyway, like book to movie adaptation. That's a classic. Why the fuck did you make that choice? Why not have the exact same balance of like good shit and like ba- not so good shit? Yeah, I was just gonna just say that it's, it's still like says. one bad thing, one good thing. So yeah, it's like almost it's almost perfectly equivalent. So why not just do what the book says? That's too hard. We hates it. <laughs> we hates it. <laughs> we needs it. Slug says some some words about Aragog. I do remember this. I think that this was the part. You know how in the movies he has, like, a real cadence here when he's doing his, mm. like, little eulogy? 
And I think that Jim Dale. Oh, so maybe I, I, I was talking about Daniel Radcliffe imitating Jim Dale, but I think it might have actually been this guy where it's like almost the exact same cadence in the book. Mm. I mean, in the audio book. Maybe I'm misremembering that, but I think that's right. Uh, Hagrid throws Aragog in the hole. It's like really hard. He's really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and then Slughorn magics some dirt back into the hole. Funeral over. How do we feel? I feel great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's such an efficient way to have a funeral. Just mm-hmm. like clomp. Yeah. And it's done. My family's Catholic, so I've been to some seriously long funerals, and oh. I vastly prefer this. Mm-hmm. Ashes to ashes. Drink to their memory. They do go inside for some drinks. I'll drink. Wait. Cheers. I'm drinking Sam Adams Holiday White Ale Citrusine Hazy. Interesting. I love a Sam Adams. That's usually the beer I have at my house. Their variety packs are... They're fine. I always see them in stores, yeah. <laughs> what you always see them. If there's one thing you can say about Sam Adams, it's that you always see them. Yep. But I rarely <laughs> buy them, but I always see them. Slughorn, as we mentioned, has had the drinks that he brought tested for poison by house elves. So that's really cool. Fucked <laughs> up. So Slughorn serves Hagrid the first bottle of what? Wine, I guess. And then splits the second bottle between himself and Harry. And I've been told that this is like an American perspective, but I think it's crazy that he gives a 16-year-old half a bottle of wine. Uh, I guess just because like the drinking age in the UK is lower. So that would be like the equivalent of us giving like a 19-year-old or a 20-year-old a beer where it's like, eh, close enough. I think that wine gets you much drunk. Half a bottle yes. of wine is totally different than yeah. like even. I think you would need like six beers to yeah, get Harry up Potter's to like half a, a bottle of wine. Harry Potter's a skinny boy. He doesn't have He's, a lot. Of- he has no experience. It's like, like I can totally see Slughorn pouring him like some sip, especially because it's red sip, wine. Like yeah. ki- kids don't drink red wine. Like give him a couple sips. Don't give him half the bottle, but maybe that's the luck at play. And Harry's like, I'm trying to drink some wine, but no, he doesn't drink it though. I, yeah, I do. I, that is interesting that he's just like, something's telling me not to drink this. And that he's just <laughs> going to keep a sound mind throughout this entire thing and just let the people get drunk. Because that's usually what I do at parties now is I just like let the other people get drunk. And it's really fun to just kind of see everything happen in front of you. And you're a kind of, of sound mind. Honestly, that's why Brooke... <laughs> I feel like Brooke always has like tea on people that I'm like, where did you learn that? And she's like, they told me at a party. That's always what she says. And I'm like, it is crazy that you remember what people tell you at parties. <laughs> Nobody else remembers what people tell them at parties. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to make you guys feel old here for a second. Thanks, so I, 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 I at least gave you the heads up. I enjoy coming to parties at Tina's because I am several years younger than most of the people there. Yeah. And so I am at the point in my life where uh, the alcohol doesn't necessarily affect me as as much as it affects other people. And so I tend to be more about my wits than some of some people. And I find out <laughs> some shit. That's not fair. I'm always doing so many other drugs at the same time. You usually like the best fair. player in the drinking games, too. Like everyone else is like kind of on another planet. <laughs> it's like, guys, 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 four on the floor <laughs> together now. I forgot to show you my second row, but this is three rows of my crochet. Interesting. What uh, What is it going to be? It's going to be a scarf because that's the easiest thing to do. So that's what I'm starting with. I'm going in a straight line. Good. Going this way. <laughs> Listeners, if it turns out successful, I'll post a picture. And if you don't see a picture, you'll know why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to take a break that now, though, because I have to turn around again. And as I mentioned, it is the hardest part. Yeah, my 11-year-old niece crochets nonstop. And oh, that's cool. Now that I think about it, now I'm sad because I can't crochet. She taught herself. That's really cool. <laughs> she just got on YouTube and started following like crochet videos. And now she just that's all she fucking does. I love that for her. That's awesome. I do, too. It is very nice. Hell yeah. I love a girl who crafts. I mean, I love anyone who crafts, but I was just like once a young girl who crafted and I identify with it. So Hagrid starts talking about Aragog. Slughorn, as we mentioned, starts observing cool, expensive animal parts in Hagrid's hut. Mm. It's like, you just find that in the, you just find that in the woods? Yeah. Yeah. Unicorn hair. That's literally what his job is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Keep in the grounds. I feel like this is like watching your uncle get drunk with your grandpa. You know what I mean? Interesting. I mean, You're yeah. You're just like kind of listening. <laughs> How much alcohol does it take to get Hagrid drunk? Ooh, that's actually... He probably was already drunk. Just a guess. Oh, that's you think fair. that's why he's sobbing so much? Well, listen, guys, do you remember we used to have a drunk teacher count on this podcast? Oh, shit. You... Oh, but yeah. it was just Hagrid over and over and over <laughs> oh, no. and over and over. <laughs> I think Hagrid had three and like McConaughey had one and Dumbledore had one. Trelawney had one. Trelawney is up to definitely up to two now. Yeah. We've seen but... her wandering the halls a couple times. <laughs> and Slughorn has one and now Hagrid has another one. So Hagrid is obviously still winning. So there's drinking, there's chit chat. Harry is just sitting there kind of like watching. He this is edible Harry, I feel like just letting it or maybe like bong high Harry, just letting it like wash over him. Yeah, just sitting and observing. The party's kind of like happening to him and he's fine. He just like cannot possibly say words with his mouth right now. Especially when they're just like talking about his dead mom. And then I'm like, wow, I have nothing to really to add to that. I didn't know her. <laughs> he's saving his strength. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry starts noticing the drink running low and he like silently refills their bottles. I love this. I'm loving Harry. Man of actioning. A little chaos. A little book. chaos demon. Yes. I was very impressed with him for pulling it off. But it was the liquid luck. I know it's because he had the Felix Felicis, but still. So why don't more people use Felix Felicis like all the time? Is it like a really hard potion to make or something? Yeah, we've kind of speculated about this a little bit before. It would probably have to be like addictive or bad for you in some way. Like the way that you're like, why don't people do cocaine all do the this time? all the time? And it's oh, like, it, it will ruin your life. Like it just will ruin your life in a lot of ways. <laughs> Interesting. But if you have a little bit, like have fun, you know? Exactly. Don't make it an everyday thing. Yeah, everyday thing is way too expensive. <laughs> Unless you're the one who makes it, in which case, oof, that's a oof. whole nother ball game. Soon, Hagrid and Slughorn are like making silly toasts to Dumbledore, to Hogwarts, to Harry, to life, to, to life, Lachayam, 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 to, to life. life. <laughs> they do start singing. I started singing. They also start singing. I, it's, just, it's really like, I love it. Like, <laughs> like too drunk. Boys no, two drunk old hands. people, like, like, and in, in camaraderie, like, there's nothing. <laughs> that's that's something special, especially when the songs come out. It's sweet. During Oktoberfest, there's a brewery near us that's like it's called Hofra House, which is modeled after an actual place in Munich, and mm. so like they go fucking hard during Oktoberfest, and we took our fr friend's dad there, who like at one point was stationed in Munich. Mm. And the amount of old, drunk men 
screaming their heads off drunk at like Oktoberfest songs. Oh yeah. Was <laughs> bananas. And that's what I picture this whole time. It's just not on tune, not in rhythm at all, but they're all hugging each other. <laughs> no clue what they're saying because it's in German. It was, <laughs> it was a wild ass time. It's like singing like Auld Lang Syne at New Year's where you only yeah. know like the first sentence. One time I was at a concert with my BFF Emily. It was some it was some EDM shit, like maybe Flex Pavilion or Excision or maybe like Big Gigantic. I've seen all those people so many times. We were fucked up and we were standing kind of like on the edges of the dance floor. And there's this older man in front of us. And his, the text on his phone was so big that we could like very easily read it from where oh, we were funny. standing. And he was texting someone and saying, I'm in another galaxy right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, good for him. You know, he's having a good time. <laughs> so Hagrid falls asleep. <laughs> In, te- technically, there's a minor in his care. It's fine. He falls asleep. And then Slughorn and Harry get to talking about his parents really tied. And it reminds me of like when you get drunk enough to ask your friend about that trauma that they mention sometimes. You're like, but wait, wait, like what? How did your parents get divorced? You know, yeah. like, like why? Like where? But so why don't you talk about your mom? Like <laughs> or, or like the friend who's like a little too into true crime or something like that. And they know the the killing like choreography like perfectly it's like he stepped over my dad's body to kill my mom and she got in the way he was like he did you know my dad died first and stuff like that oh my god they know the details i mean harry really leans into it and he's guilting slughorn using slughorn's like love for his former student lily which i fine if you want to use that i respect it it's working it does like i do kind of feel pity for slughorn for how like desperate for camaraderie or desperate for like any human connection yeah like with all his parties and he just wants to talk about like the finer things and things like that mm-hmm. and there's always just like i always like kind of like feel bad for him because it does feel like people are just kind of using him and they don't really want to be around him but maybe that's because i'm i vision the guy from the movie who is played mm-hmm. by that actor from pretty oh much he, like, jim broadpent yeah from like moulin rouge and He's so good in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I think that he's well cast. I, I do think that seeing him through Harry's perspective in this book does him a disservice because, like, he is just this, like, obstacle to Harry. That's, like, the whole point of him coming to the school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if you were just, like, a student that liked him, you know, that, like, was in the slug club or whatever. Like, he, he, I think you get to see, like, parts of him that are, like, cute, like his sense of humor and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like no one wants to be there. Yeah. And it just makes it kind of awkward. At least our characters don't want to be there. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> if, if I got invited, I'd be like, ooh, a party? Hell yeah, let's go. Is there food? There's going to be good food. Yeah, you know there is. He likes food. <laughs> Dragon bowls. It's like when Emily hosts a party. <laughs> Emily only hosts parties if they're food contests. So people come to her house. She's had like a salad party. She's had a pasta party. She's had a dip party. She's had a soup party because she, all her friends come to her house, bring her all the food she can eat, and then leave. They're full and they have to go to sleep now. I'm jealous of that soup party. Harry feels very sure that Slughorn is not going to remember this tomorrow. So he's really leaning into it kind of like fecklessly. And he says, be brave like my mother, professor. He's like, 
you loved her so much, but you won't help her son be brave. Yeah, that's that's rough. Oof. Uh, Slughorn is just so weak-hearted. I feel like so bad for him because he can't even like bear all this trauma that he's kind of Harry's kind of unloading on him, and especially like it's like the worst thing he's ever heard of. Yeah, and then he's kind of turning that against him, and I mean Harry's being very like emotionally manipulative, but a very strategic way. He's being a total Slytherin right now. But I guess it's the I guess it's the Felix that technically makes it work. So well, maybe Felix was a Slytherin. Did he need even need to get him drunk if he was still like? under the influence of the Felix, like, it would have worked out for him anyway if Slughorn wasn't all drunk and easily manipulated. I don't know. Yeah, Doesn't matter. I, Doesn't matter. It's like, would the Felix have found a way without the booze or, or like, was the booze the answer to Felix trying to... Yeah, a, a good luck potion is, is, is like, a fun idea, but when you... Th- it's like time travel when you start thinking about it too much. It just kind of breaks your brain. Yeah, and like, like, what if two people take Felix Felix at the same time and like interact with each other? I was just about to say, what if two enemies take it at the same time and then go to fight each other? It's like two magnets that are like positive and positive. They just won't go together anymore. <laughs> In the end, Slughorn gives Harry the memory. He says he's not proud of it. He's like, this is going to change your opinion of me. Like, please try not to judge me. And then he falls promptly asleep. Me too. Yeah. And I think we can assume that Harry leaves them there and goes up to the castle and Slughorn's about to wake up in like three hours and be like, (gasps) where the (laughs) fuck am I? (laughs) He's like covered in fang drool and stuff like that. (laughs) But then he puts his hand in his pocket and he's like, oh, fuck. I did that. (laughs) I got that. Bye. (laughs) Is is this unicorn hair and spider venom? What did I do last night? (laughs) If he had like a boyfriend or something that he was texting with, he would text them in the morning and be like, so... I did a thing, and his boyfriend would be like, oh my god, what did you do? And he'd be like, I gave Harry Potter that fucking memory, man. <laughs> that memory I told you about. <laughs> oh my god, that's the end of the chapter. Taylor, is there anything else that you want to talk about, or did we do it? I think, I think we're good. I just, actually, now, like, I just keep thinking about the fifth book when Umbridge gets sent into the forest with the centaurs. Mm. Just, like, Slughorn would love that. He'd just be Whoa. like, oh, cool. I got I get to go in the forest and get all this free fucking shit to sell. Whoa. I don't know. That that thought just popped into my head and now I won't stop thinking about it. So it's fine. There's a treasure trove of precious items in this forest, but you got to catch us first. Yeah, you just got to brave the spiders. And yeah, you're good after that. Unicorn blood. What if it was Slughorn all along? <laughs> they put him on a coat hanger so he could fly around. <laughs> Jason, do you have any last thoughts about the chapter? Uh, no this this was a this was a fun one. I I don't think I've done a chapter on this book yet. Have I? Oh really? Oh Jason, it's funny because like sometimes you feel like a guest to me, but then sometimes you feel like one of the hosts, and also Taylor, you too. So it's like, wait, but I'm no, actually okay. rarely on this podcast. Well, first of all, you're coming on for the movie. Are you coming on for the movie episode? Wait. I believe so. Are you? Yes. Yeah, you are. Okay, but the reason I put you on this episode is because it's your fucking birthday this weekend. Oh my god, I forgot. Yeah, so happy birthday. I'm really bad at saying stuff at the top of the show. I always remember like at the end of the show. It's okay. This this what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode was way more important than my birthday. My 33rd birthday. That's when hobbits come of age. So you're going to be an adult finally. 
Finally. Godspeed. Maybe things will start making sense soon. <laughs> oh, who's going to tell him? I don't think it does. Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a fun chapter. Um, I always liked this scene in the movie, so this was kind of interesting to read. Well, because I forgot to ask it at the beginning of the episode, where does book six fall for you in terms of like, do you like it, not like it, medium like it? I think it's, I, I haven't, re it, it's kind of the thing with everything after Goblet of Fire. I haven't reread them at all. Um, That's fine. You shouldn't. Although the, I will say like after Order of the Phoenix, like that, what like the, the small parts I did read of that book were just kind of miserable. They um, are. They're truly miserable. This, yeah, this I think picks it up a little bit. You did kind of like launch me into the part of the book where stuff is starting to happen. You know, I haven't dealt with. I, I didn't read like all this, like all the previous chapters with everything else that's going on in this in this book. Yeah. So next chapter is Horcruxes. When we exactly. go through this Horcrux, like he takes us straight to them, and then we get like like our last interlude before. The finale starts is Sectum Sempra. If you can even call that a an interlude, mm. Mm. I'm gonna think about it. is that the all is lost moment or is the cave the all is lost moment or is the death the all is lost moment? Oh, the know. cave! Oh, the cave yeah. scene. Sectum Sempra, and we got Charlie and Robert coming on for that one because it's gay, and I was like, who are the gayest people I know? True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. The seer overhead, the cave, the lightning struck tower, the flight of the prince, the phoenix lament, and finally, the white tomb. That is the rest of the book. So we'll be done with this book and the movie by fucking Valentine's Day 2024. Woo! How appropriate for this, the, how this <laughs> book is. So full of smooches. I've got plenty of snogging. <laughs> Yeah, Jason, so we'll see you back for the movie episode with, it looks like I said Brooke and Mary Clay, so we'll see how that goes. That sounds about right. Sometimes Brooke has to cancel because she has a child. I get it. Priorities, even though this podcast is her first child, but that's fine. <laughs> and Mary Clay, I always bring on for the film episodes because she's good at impressions. She is fucking good at impressions. Well, you also are good at impressions, Jason. Exactly. So, yeah, that's going to be great. Yeah. At yeah. one point when we were on... At the beach, I was, like, taking a nap, and all of a sudden, I hear some sort of, like, Harry Potter-related thing, and it woke me out of a dead sleep to find out Mary Clay was just on the porch outside of where I was sleeping doing impressions. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my life, too. You have to practice, yeah. and you look like an insane person. Was that when we were in the hot tub? <laughs> Probably. I definitely was asleep during most of the hot tub I situation. I know you were, and we were like, um, should we be quiet? And then we were like, but Taylor's sleeping at three in the afternoon. <laughs> I also, like, nap like a champ. I can't sleep at night, but give me a nap and I'm I'm, I'm out. I figured. I was like, if it were 12 a.m. Mm, sleepy uh, beach naps are good. Yeah, I agree. Okay, guys, Um, I've done my fourth row on my... It's looking pretty rectangular. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it looks like a baby scarf. It could go around a cap. <laughs> it could go around one of my toes. So, someone said I should make a garter. Was it Josh? Josh, if that was you, sorry. Oh, that would be funny. That's, that sounds <laughs> like something garter. Josh would say. <laughs> <laughs> Crocheted one. <laughs> All right, let's move on to plugs. Taylor, where can the people find you? What have you been into lately? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, but I'm boring, so I recommend following my dog at Ginny the Griffin Doodle. I'd second on that. Instagram. Great account. True. Great follow. 
she she's very cute and I love her with my entire heart. And I guess sort of Joe and I because of that. What if I'm... Oh, I'm currently reading a Lavender Spe- Speculation by Jamie Zachariah. Woo! From mm. Wildling Press! From Wildling yeah. Press. Ooh. Uh, So I, I'm almost done and I am greatly enjoying it. And then... God, I'm trying to find the author of this book I just read. Because it's always like right when you want to find the author of a book that nothing wants to work. Uh, I just finished listening to The Manor House by... Gilly Macmillan, um, which is um, a murder mystery sort of sort of deal set in England. Actually, I think it's set in Wales. Sorry, Wales. That I, I really enjoyed. We're reading it for uh, my in-person book club. I do so. Well, it had a good couple good twists in it. Hell yeah, I love a good twist. Jason, where can the people find you, and what have you been into lately? Uh, you could find me at my photography um, Instagram account biz um it's called negative selections and i just special i just specialize in film photography and uh shoot interesting things around richmond virginia um in terms of plugs i think i maybe want to plug this movie i watched recently it's called francis ha it's a kind of a strange um title but Hmm. it's a early um movie it's kind of an indie movie that greta gerwig that greta gerwig oh my god her name is so um that greta gerwig uh-huh. Greta Gerwig was a part of. She actually acts in it and co-wrote it, and mm, she didn't cool. direct it. And she didn't direct it, but it was it was a really interesting kind of like low budget indie film. It's black and white. Um, it's kind of like character study about a person struggling in New York. If you like classic movies with, I don't want to say manic pixie dream girl because that's not a good term, but kind of like how Audrey Hepburn is and like some of those early movies like breakfast at tiffany's it's just kind of like this person who like so much life just like happens to her and she just tries to like kind of keep a a a very sarcastic funny it's it's really hard to describe like why i like this movie but i find it very charming and especially because i liked greta's later works with lady bird and barbie obviously so it's just yeah we like experience um do you guys see this candle burning behind me Mm-hmm. I can see a candle, but I can't really see the detail. It's time to shout out Alex again because her and Zach got me this candle and it says, bitch, please, in the Barbie font. And it smells nice. delicious. <laughs> and there is a litter box in my office because we have four cats, which means technically we should have five litter boxes, but we do only have three. So a candle is a must. <laughs> Reporting. Reporting you to the, the cat police. <laughs> I've been your host, Christina. You know where to find me. And this week I'm going to plug... Right now, I'm reading The Holiday Swap by Maggie Knox, and it's about these twins, one of which runs their family bakery in, like, basically Stars Hollow, and the other one lives in L.A., and she does, like, a baking show, but she gets hit on the head with a rack of cast irons. Miraculously survived. I was going to say, that kills you. I was just going to say, she's dead? So, okay. She literally is fine, except for she loses her sense of taste and smell. So they they have to trade places so she doesn't lose her job. Oh, interesting. It's a very cute, like, holiday book if you like a Christmas rom-com. Because I really, I like a holiday rom-com. One of my goals this year has been to be less grinchy. And I I think I've done a great job. I've got a Christmas tree. I bought a pink, a seven-foot pink Christmas tree. And I've been, like, decorating. I've been, like, making gifts with my own two hands. I unironically, independently, by myself, listened to Christmas Girls all day yesterday while I was working. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. I'm working on ungrinching. 
I I am also in doing that. I I, I feel that. I watched Home Alone one and two in a in a marathon setting. Oh, hell to yeah, get See, it was exactly. pretty fun. That's always fun for me. So I love I love a rom com and like the holiday ones are extra good. And s- since I'm here talking about holiday rom coms, I'm gonna plug. I probably plugged it last year, but a, my favorite, probably my favorite romance novel ever, but definitely also Christmas one. It's called A Merry Little Meet Cute by Julie Murphy and Sierra Leone. And it's about a porn star who gets accidentally cast in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And it's very (laughs) fucking good and funny and sexy. That's funny. Well, thanks to the both of you for coming on this episode. It was really fun. Yeah, this was a good one. Yeah, I giggled really hard. (laughs) Taylor, you got to say something. Say bye, Uh, listeners. Oh, I didn't know we were saying goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. At least I like most of you. Say I love this podcast. Say it. <laughs> You're contractually I, obligated to say it. You I like this podcast more than most. Oh, hell yeah. I'll take yeah. it. <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my new review. It's not the worst. That's it, potheads. Thanks for listening to the restricted section. This podcast is produced and hosted by me, Christina Kahn. Our theme music was produced by Ryan Kahn. Our logo was designed by Michael Hardison. Please connect with us on Twitter at RestrictedPod, on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod, or in our Facebook group, The Restricted Section Detention Crew. Join our Patreon to get access to our Discord server, our bonus episodes, and other cool perks. We're also very happy to be a member of Deus Ex Media, where all you fucking nerds can find all kinds of fandom podcasts to suit your fancy. I'm Christina Kahn. And I'm Leela Hilton. And this is Burn Before Reading. The podcast about shitterature. We're here to examine the terrible writing we did when we were younger. Uh, like that school project you were really proud of. Or that poem you wrote when you got dumb. Well, how about that apology letter you wrote to your mom when you got into that fight? Or the song you recorded before you knew how to write music. Okay, don't at me. (laughs) And we're here to talk about other cringy literary topics along the way. Like the Library of Alexandria. And Dewey Decimal. His name was Melville. Melville Dewey. Oh, well, do we want to get the clips rolling? I don't think I ever recovered from this in terms of being cool. Why did I say any of this? I do like the drama. So there is actually quite a bit to unpack here. Oh, all this drama was so addictive as a teenager. There's no punctuation to it. I'll start with that. I actually have no memory of this. There were so many, so many lies that I was telling it. It's not terrible. No one like really taught me how to write a good short story. That was a journey. Listen to Burn Before Reading every Wednesday, wherever pods are cast. Yeah, no, I can't imagine Ginny sitting still long enough to take a picture. We we were going to do a Christmas photo this year. She's still too too wild to oh my God. possibly do that. So I was at my bestie's house in Columbus this weekend, and her, her one dog is like such a wiggle bean that if you make eye contact with her, she's already in your face. Like from across the room, if you just accidentally make eye contact... It's done. It's too late. Does she do the whole body wiggle? Cause yes, the yeah. whole body wiggle is so funny. Yeah, Jenny like cannot actually keep her body still.
I would love to experience what dogs like feel when they wiggle their body that much. Like that that amount of like fun and Yeah, it just looks like it feels good. <laughs> it's like I just gotta get it out of my system. I know, we'll never know that kind of joy. Dave X Media.